I'm Joe. I'm Helen. I'm Ethan. And, and this, this is World of Wonder. Hello, and welcome to our first episode of the World of Wonder podcast. I'm here with my daughter, Helen. Hi. And we're here with very good friends of ours that are going to tell us a little bit more about their cultures. Our guests today are Dr. Leswin and his daughter, Lena. And they're going to tell us a little bit more about where they're from, or where Dr. Leswin's from originally, and some of Lena's experiences in that culture. Right, Helen? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, Helen and Joe. It is a pleasure to participate in your podcast, and it feels good to talk about where I'm from and my culture and the country that I grew up in. I am originally from a little town called Pal, which is close to Cape Town. People might recognize Cape Town more so than they do Pal. It's on the southernmost tip of Africa, the big continent of Africa, and uh, it's in a in the country of South Africa. Right, if you go to a if you go to an atlas or a map, uh, right, go right to the tip, right to the bottom, go south of Africa and you'll see the country South Africa and you'll see Cape Town right at the bottom. And that's where I'm from. How long does it take to get there from here? Well, I have an answer, but I also have uh, my daughter Lena here. Um, and Lena and Helen are good friends. And Lena has made the trip to South Africa many times. Um, I don't know if Lena remembers how long it takes, but um, I'll have her respond, and then I will add some as well. First of all, um, it's 18 hours, but the planes obviously can't fly 18 hours, so we have stops at different places, and I guess you break it down into different hours. What kind of things do you do when you're on the plane for that long? I mostly sleep, but sometimes I watch movies. So that's right. It's about 18 hours flying time from uh, big cities on the East Coast like um, Atlanta and New York. Um, and um, sometimes we refuel somewhere like in Dakar in Senegal or in Dubai or in Europe. But it's about 18 hours flying time. Um, that's a long time in a plane, and we try to keep ourselves busy. How would you describe its people? South Africa is a country with lots of different kinds of people, lots of different kinds of cultural backgrounds. As a matter of fact, we have 11 official languages, uh, people from 11 different kinds of cultural backgrounds. You may have heard some of the names, like there's the Kosa, 
there's the Zulu, there's the Sutu, there's the Paddy, there's the Tswana, um, there's the Afrikaner. So there's lots of different kinds of people. And um, uh, depending on which part of the country you're from, you'll speak a different language and you'll have different cultural traditions. What is, what is your native language? I grew up with um, Afrikaans as my first language. Afrikaans is a what's called a hybrid language. It's a language that's made up of different kinds of influences. Um, there's the influence of the Dutch, who spent a long time in South Africa because they were uh, the colonizers. They colonized the country. So there's in Afrikaans, there's a strong Dutch influence. But there's also a strong Malay influence. So these were slaves in the old time that were brought from Malaysia, uh, from Asia. And then there are indigenous uh, languages, people that were there all the time. These are called the Khoi people. And some of their um, words and some of the ways in which they spoke found its way into Afrikaans. And some of the words we use in Afrikaans are borrowed from all of these different kinds of traditions. So Afrikaans is my first language. And then English would be my second language. And some of us, most of us, also have a third language, and that third language depends on the region that you're from. Lena, do you know how to say anything in Afrikaans? I do. I know how to say thank you. Um, it's kind of like donkey, but donkey, so... Donkey? Can you say that, Helen? Donkey. Are we saying that correctly, Dr. Leslie? Yeah, it's less donkey than donkey. <laughs> donkey. Can you teach us how to say hello, how are you? Sure. Hello is pretty much the same. Hello, in English and in Afrikaans. How are you in Afrikaans, however, is wuchandet. Now, in English, we don't really have that kh sound. So you may have to practice that a little bit. How are you? Hello? Hello? Can you say Ellen? I think that's pretty good, huh? What is the weather like there? Well, in... December when it's snowing here it's very hot there so we go there in December to celebrate Christmas because well we don't want all the snow and then um, when it's sunny by us that it's rainy but it doesn't snow only up in the mountains it's there's snow well, Lena has it right. There are, because South Africa is in the Southern Hemisphere, that means it is south of the equator. And where we are now in Pittsburgh, that's north of the equator, the seasons are kind of flipped uh, around. So if it's summer in the United States, it's winter in South Africa. But the weather in South Africa... Um, follows many, many different patterns. It's kind of like the U.S. 
you know how it snows in certain parts of the US and then it's warm in desert parts of the United States so there's different weather areas in the US it's the same in South Africa the area that I grew up in is called the Mediterranean weather area so it's very rainy in winter and very very hot in summer um, but there are other weather areas in South Africa as well just like in the United States um, but um, in the area that I grew up in uh, winters are very wet and summers are very very hot so my son Ethan has joined us now and he would like to ask a couple of questions a couple of interview questions so Ethan what is school like compared to school in the United States there are of course many many similarities and um, we spent some time in South Africa um, and all our kids went to school there and um, um, there are many similarities um, you know school starts in the morning more or less the same time as in South as in the United States it kind of um, uh, lets out the same time the differences are obviously in languages that we teach and in some of the content of some of the um, subjects and of course in the sports and the social life uh, different kinds of sports are played in South Africa sports like cricket and rugby uh, sports that are popular include field hockey and those are the kinds of things that probably would make for a very different um, different experience at the school level can you tell us a little more about cricket and rugby I'm sure it's a it's a little hard to explain what they are like, but um, cricket is uh, played with a bat. Um, the closest, although it's not that close, but the closest sport in the United States is probably going to be baseball. Um, but instead of the ball being thrown through the air at the at the at the uh, batter in cricket, the ball has to bounce off the ground and. Um, and uh, I would suggest just look it up on Google. <laughs> cricket is very, very different. Rugby is probably closest to um, uh, to football, except in rugby you don't have pads and you don't throw the ball forward. And um, it's a little more physical. It's a little more rough, some people say. Um, but Americans are starting to play rugby uh, as well. And um, there's a great American team called the Eagles, and you can watch some of their games and you have an idea of what rugby is like. It looks like Lena wants to say something, though. Well, I have an opinion about rugby. Um, my favorite part about rugby is when they lift the people up. <laughs> and uh, they, 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 they tackle a lot, like, sometimes. They they have like their heads by each other and push, and it. I don't. I can't imagine people actually doing that because it's really physical. What are the most important holidays or special occasions that are celebrated in your country? Some of the holidays are very similar to those in the United States, like uh, Christmas, 
um, South Africa has a large Jewish and Muslim population. So Jewish celebrations like Passover or Muslim celebrations like Ramadan would also be celebrated in South Africa and would also be important. Celebrations like Easter would be important. But then there are some days or some holidays that are very specific to South African history. And some of those are a Freedom Day, which is when South Africa, which celebrates when South Africa attained um, a, a, a freedom from apartheid. Um, some days would be a Family Day, which is a day that's uh, dedicated to uh, people spending uh, 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 time with their families, and that's the 26th of December. So there are some days that are specific to South African history and South African celebration, but there are also days that are common and that are shared with uh, uh, um, celebrations in the rest of the Christian or Muslim or Jewish worlds. Lena, you want to say something about that? It seems like you didn't really have a difference between the um, same holidays that we have, but for Christmas, for Christmas, um, they have a really short tree, and they don't use a real tree. I, I hear what you're saying. So you're saying that even though the same day is celebrated, it is celebrated very differently. Because in the United States, Christmas, it would be snowy, and there'd be trees, and there'd be certain foods that's associated with Christmas. So even though you celebrate the same day, you celebrate it very differently. In South Africa, you would eat different kinds of foods, and it would be hot, 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 and Santa would be on a surfboard, <laughs> right? Something like that. So the same day, but celebrated very differently. You mentioned apartheid. Can you tell us a little more about what that means? Sure. Um, unfortunately, South Africa uh, is very often associated with apartheid. And uh, apartheid is this, uh, is this a system whereby people were separated uh, on the basis of skin color. It uh, uh, was a system... Um, that was in force um, until very recently. And in the United States, some people might remember slavery and might remember the civil rights and the so-called Jim Crow laws. People might remember segregation, especially in the South, where uh, black and white folks were separated. Uh, black people didn't have the vote and black people couldn't uh, uh, use the same facilities as white people. And that was kind of what apartheid was like, except what apartheid was the law of the land in South Africa until the uh, mid-90s and was a very, very brutal form of segregation. Um, uh, South Africa was one of the most recent or latest countries to uh, outlaw apartheid, outlaw oppression, and for black people to attain a freedom uh, from uh, uh, discrimination and segregation. So the word apartheid is um, Afrikaans, right? For apartness or separateness, is that right? That's correct. You can probably in English, you can probably hear parts of the roots of the word apartheid, uh, to be apart. Uh, hate comes from the German and the Dutch, meaning the state of. So it's the state of being apart. 
state of being separate. So apartheid literally means to be separate or to be apart or to be placed in different, uh, uh, to be placed separately or apart from each other. That's literally what the word means. And uh, many kids out there may have heard the word, or excuse me, the name Nelson Mandela before, right? So uh, tell us a little bit more about why he was so important in South Africa. Um, yes, Nelson Mandela was very important in South Africa. And in a certain sense, the way in which um, um, kids and people in the United States think of Martin Luther King uh, Jr. in the United States for everything that Martin Luther King Jr. did in the United States to end um, oppression, discrimination in the United States and to lead the civil rights movement in the United States. So in a very similar way, that is the role that Nelson Mandela played in South Africa. Nelson Mandela led the struggle, led the movement that fought against, that protested against apartheid, that thought apartheid as evil, that thought apartheid as a, a, a blight against humanity that led people to rise up and, uh, and protest this inhumane system of government. So uh, in a certain sense, just to make it um, uh, understandable to many of your listeners here in the United States, one could probably think of Nelson Mandela as kind of like the Martin Luther King Jr. of South Africa. some common meals in your culture. What is your favorite one? One of my favorite, well, foods. I don't really know if it's common, but my dad really likes it. And it's fish and chips there. Um, We always have it when we come there. And they're his favorite. Well, the food in South Africa reflects the very, very many um, cultural influences that came together at the southern tip of Africa. Some of you may remember, or some of you may know from history, that um, on the way to the east, when the Europeans uh, were looking for uh, markets and spices and explored the world, uh, there was no Suez Canal. They couldn't go through Um, Egypt or they couldn't go through the Mediterranean so in order to get to the east in order to get to uh, Asia to Japan and collect all those spices they had to go around the southern tip of Africa and so as a result many of them stopped off 
and South Africa. And all of those traditions came together in this in a very special way. So you have traditions of Europe, you have traditions of the East, of India, you have traditions of the indigenous African peoples, and they all kind of blended together. So fish and chips from England, curry from India, um, indigenous uh, uh, foods and spices and fish and stuff that you only get around that coast, all of these kind of come together. So depending on where you are at in South Africa, your food will be very, very different. But Lena is right. I like kind of fish and chips, which is probably more of a British tradition and comes from when the British uh, occupied um, the the area. But then there are other things as well, other kinds of foods. I also like um, uh, food called biryani or briyani, which has Indian roots, but is made very differently in South Africa because it uses spices that are very common to South Africa and so it, so it tastes very different than the biryani for example from uh, India and then there are some foods that are a mixture of European and Indian and Asian traditions and so it's a, 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 a uniquely South African dish that I like a lot is called babuti and it is precisely that mixture of European, Asian, and African influences all coming together. Babuti is a very traditional dish and I like that a lot. It's hard to explain what Babuti is, but um, remember I said that it, uh, it represents a mixture of these different traditions. So it has a little bit of sweetness, that is the Dutch and the European tradition, and that sweetness is from jams and from sugar and from um, fruits and it's got uh, a spiciness from the east so that comes from the curries uh, from the, um, from Malaysia and from Indonesia and from India and then it's also got meat it's uh, usually lamb that's used in Babuti but you could use beef as well like minced beef or minced lamb and then it's got a little custard topping and it's got nuts that are only uh, found in South Africa. And it's like a really, really, really nice dish that takes the best of every different part and mixes it all together in a unique kind of way. Are there any special treats like candies that are unique in your culture? My favorite treat is knickknacks and I, I would compare them to Cheetos here, but they're, they taste, I don't know, like more tart. And um, I just really like those. But I also like Smarties and they're like M&Ms, but they, I, I can't really tell what the difference but it does taste different. They're not like the Smarties, like the Smarties in the United States. They're different. That's right. They're more like uh, M&M's than the candy, the hard candy that Smarties here. And the chocolates in South Africa are very good too. And we like them because they've got a higher milk chocolate content than a bitter dark chocolate content that's common in the United States. So they're sweeter. 
some other uh, sweets and candies that are particular to South Africa that we like um, include certain kind of dried fruits or candied fruits, which are very common in South Africa because you get a lot of different kinds of fruits. And so sometimes they're dried and they're mixed with sugar and they they kind of like candied little sugar and, and and that I grew up eating a lot of those as well. What is one important thing you want kids to know about your country and culture? I would say that it's a very, very, very beautiful country. It's one of the most beautiful places on earth. Um, and it's got a vast diversity of different kinds of regions from semi-arid desert to um, Mediterranean landscape to wine lands with lots of vines to tropical rainforests to many many different kinds of sceneries it's a beautiful beautiful country with lots of wildlife and lots of beautiful scenery so many people when they think of Africa or South Africa they have a certain idea and the thing I'd like to have people think it's it's really not that idea it's much more complex it's much more varied it's much more um, it's really much more than you think it is and to um, give it a give it a chance and to and to learn more about it um, it's a beautiful country it's an exciting country and it's got a country with a rich history and rich culture uh, that's worth learning about and exploring here I noticed that um, the only really the only animals like elephants and ze and zebras that you see are in the zoo and when you go to South Africa you usually see all those animals um, and you see them in wildlife and it's I think it's more exciting to see them when they're just free to do whatever they want there so, Dr. Les, when I have a question, um, what book might you recommend to parents that gives a good understanding of your country that they could speak to their kids about? Um, one of my favorite books, and probably the one I'll settle on in response to your question, is Nelson Mandela's Long Walk to Freedom. And um, there are two versions of the book. There's an adult version, and there's a children version. And that makes it even better. Um, but that is the book I would recommend heartily and a book that I think will not only teach us about South Africa, but teach us about what it is to be neighbors, what it is to be human beings, and what it is to be uh, to share this earth as fellow uh, travelers, if you will. I have a movie suggestion. suggestion. There's a movie about Nelson Mandela that I really enjoy. Mandela... And um, you see what it was like at his jail and the island there, which there's an island, there, there's an island just for the people in jail, and I think it's very harsh there. That was called Robin Island, right? Is that the name of it? Yes. Well, great. Those are great suggestions. Thank you. So. Thank you for being here, Liz and Lena. 
Yes, thank you very much. We've come to the end of our podcast, but um, I've learned so much from talking to both of you. And thank you for being the first guest on the first episode of our podcast, World of Wonder. Hi. Thanks. We'd like to thank Dr. Leswin and Lena for joining us on our show about South Africa today. Our show was produced by Helen, Ethan, and me. And our background music was provided by purpleplanet.com. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast on the iTunes store and join us on our Facebook page at World of Wonder Podcasts. If you have any comments or suggestions, please email us at worldofwonderpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us.